Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, January 20th, 2024, and this is day 2,131 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you, we glorify you, and we praise you and you alone, for you are the only one that deserves all the glory and all the praise. Thank you so much, my Lord, for uplifting our hearts, those that may be going through some rough times right now. I thank you, Lord, for letting them know how precious and how valuable they are to you and encouraging them and edifying them and letting them know whose they are, who they belong to. And that is to you, my Lord. I thank you, Father, for speaking today that it will be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is how to live a sustainable life. Mm -hmm. How do we do that? Well, we're coming out of John chapter 6, verses 22 through 40, which will lay it all out for us. It is a lot easier than we think. However, it is a process in us understanding how to call on the Lord and how to be able to use him uh, in that way uh, to fill our lives, to sustain us where we used to count on things or people to fill that void. Well, Jesus is saying, I want to be the one to fill that void. All right, so let's dive into the word. John six twenty two says the next day, the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had been there and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples. So this was just before or just after Jesus crossed over by the other side um, by walking on the lake <laughs> and uh, his uh, by walking on the water and his disciples were like, oh my goodness, they were in the boat and, and yeah, saw Jesus walking on the water. And it says, but they had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Thanks. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. I think these people were had shifted and they realized that Jesus is everything. <laughs> They're like, we're going to find him. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, which means teacher, when did you get here? Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do um, to do the works God requires. Jesus answered, 
The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Drop the mic. That's it right there. (laughs) That is the work of God is this, to believe in Jesus Christ. Wow. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Ooh, glory. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still you do not believe. All those the father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Now, I just think we need to internalize that. Jesus will never turn us away. We as humans, we turn people away. We let them down. We put them down. We, um, you know, uh, we don't include them. Uh, But Jesus said he will never drive us away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but rise, but raise them up at the last day. For my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day. These are such beautiful promises that Jesus will not break. Yeah, you know how we, (laughs) we can break promises, but not the Lord. And he's saying, you're going to have eternal life with me. It's so much more deeper than just, you know, the bread that he blessed them with, uh, physical bread. He said, I am the bread of life. Oh man, I'm so excited about what is to come with our relationship with the Lord. Point number one. So I used to think living a robust, sustainable life was about making a good income, uh, having a happy marriage with amazing children, like perfect, (laughs) a nice savings account and retirement, and to live life happily ever after. Well, that all changed (laughs) after becoming an adult. And living in this real world with real challenges. You know, I was looking at movies all the time as a kid and like, oh, it's just so. And back in my day, the movie Tammy and all those Doris Day movies um, <laughs> where people were always just, you know, they'd have a little, a little spat. And it was just like this perfect little life. No, that's not real. <laughs> then I was blessed to meet Jesus Christ. And my perspective was turned upside down. I had to throw all my ideas 
of a sustainable life out the window after embracing God's way of doing things. And his way is much more fulfilling because it's about his will for our lives, fulfilling the amazing purpose he's given us, which he planned for us even before we were in our mother's womb. Think about that. (laughs) Before we were ever, before our parents were even born, God knew we would be here and he knew what he had planned for us. When we do things the Lord's way, we'll never be hungry or thirsty again. No longer chasing after empty dreams and visions. No longer counting on others to make us feel good or accepted. No longer worrying about this or that. No longer trying to fit in with others. No longer accepting artificial love. Mm-hmm. We're going to know the difference. We're going to know what unconditional the unconditional love of God is. And when somebody comes up with that phony crap, we're like, uh-uh, that's not it. We're going to be able to discern when somebody is um, spreading phony stuff, uh, coming up with things that sound good. I'm telling you, but when you compare it to the word of God, the bread of life, it does not fit. So you know that it's a counterfeit. We become truly free and reprogrammed from all from our old way of thinking to allowing um, from our old way of thinking to allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide our steps and giving us what to say and being blessed just for doing so. <laughs> I mean where did where how can that happen in this world? It happens through our Lord though. We get blessed for just doing what we're supposed to do. Man, I just I just love, I just love the way the Lord loves us and how he embraces us and how he just showers us with his love, even when we may not feel lovable. And I can tell you, I've felt that way many a time. I have gotten down and, and, and have had, you know, wondered, oh Lord, what about this or what about that? Finding myself getting into a, a worrying state or feeling sad or down after pondering something in my heart that hurt me so bad. Our hearts, my heart was just crushed and broken and how the word of God just uplifted me. It healed me no longer to feel that anymore. That's how powerful God's word is. Point number two, think about this. We eat bread to satisfy our physical hunger and sustain physical life. We can satisfy spiritual hunger and sustain spiritual life only by a right relationship with Jesus. No wonder he called himself the bread of life. But bread must be eaten to sustain life. And Jesus must be invited into our daily walk to sustain life. So you're saved. But we must daily spend time with him. We must daily eat the word of God in order to live the life he has for us. What I remember when we had our bakery, my two sisters, Joyce and Jill and I, two of my sisters, I have two younger, younger sisters in North Carolina, uh, but we opened a bakery together and uh, I've shared this with you before. It was Big Mama's Bakery and we were in Raytown and uh, it's Big Mama's because it was named after my sister Jill's uh, ex-mother-in-law. 
And she's the one that taught my sister how to make these amazing dinner rolls and cinnamon rolls that just melted in your mouth. And uh, we, she used to make them uh, prior to us starting the business together, you know, for several years and would give them out for gifts. I was one of the recipients <laughs> and loved them. And so I remember uh, us coming together and saying, okay, let's do this. Let's, she wanted to start a business together and we all had different gifts and came together with those gifts and talents and, and, and started this business. And people would come far and near. It was really a destination place. We were in Raytown for five years and then we moved to Crown Center for five years. Well, people would come on a regular basis from out of town. From I mean, when, um, when we were at Crown Center, the... Um, uh, the teams, our opposing teams to the Chiefs or to the Royals would stay in that hotel and their wives or some of them would even come down. We didn't know who they were until later. They might say something or somebody might say, did you know that was so-and-so? We're like, no, we didn't know. Well, anyway, I can remember times in Raytown when um, people would buy the bread for Thanksgiving and for Christmas and Thanksgiving was the biggest day. I mean, people would be lined up outside the door and at Crown Center, they were lined up down the mall. <laughs> people couldn't believe they were like, what are all these people in line for? Uh, they're just waiting on bread. Are you serious? Yes, they were waiting on bread, but it was special bread, bread made with love. So anyway, uh, I remember one day somebody bought the bread and it was a man. He would come and pick, picked it up for his family for Thanksgiving. Well, he ate it up on his way home because we were making that bread fresh every day. And while those people were waiting, bread was coming out of the oven. It was so hot that it was we couldn't even put them in the bags because it would melt the bags. So they had to wait on them to cool off. This man ate his bread for Thanksgiving before they even got home. Before he got home, his wife called saying, please, can you, do you have any extra that we could buy? And we were, we ended up getting extra. We had some, we said, well, we'll let you know after we fill all the orders. That bread was so sustaining to that physical life. Then later, here's something else that started happening that was absolutely the most beautiful thing ever. The word got out that we were believers and that something happened where we prayed for somebody and they were healed. And that word got out. You know, it wasn't us that healed them. Jesus did. Let me make that clear. So anyway, uh, people came, I mean, started coming sporadically and saying, hey, this is happening to me or that's happening to me. Can you pray for me? And I'm like, yeah. And so my sisters and I were like, yes. So we had this little space in the back and we said, and it was our office slash everything. <laughs> and we would have them come back there and we would circle up and hold hands and pray for them, lay hands on them and pray for them. And later we would hear from them saying, God healed me, you know, whatever it was. And uh, this was just like this full circle where God blessed us to make this bread, physical bread, and then this bread of life that God gave through healing, through um, people's lives being restored. One day, a couple came, an older couple came, and they were eating, and, and they um, eating lunch at our bakery, and they said they were going to the hospital uh, to see their grandson, who um, was getting a major brain surgery. He had something had happened. There was an accident. He had fallen and it was a very, very serious situation. And they said, please pray for us. We took them to the back room. We prayed with them. 
we didn't see them again. Uh, I would say several months went by uh, and uh, we got a letter in the mail with pictures. And it was from that couple that thanked us for praying with them. And they told us uh, that their grandson was back to his regular <laughs> rambunctious self and sent us pictures of him showing the surgery where he had the brain surgery, showing him just as lively as could be. Let me tell you something. That blessed our hearts so much, not only that one, but all the others that God allowed us to pray for and to see God's work in action and to see the transition take place and how God said and how we must believe this with all of our heart that he said, I am the bread of life. He said, I will fulfill you. He said, you will never thirst again. You will never hunger again when you take this bread. Oh yeah, we thought our bread was something, but this bread, Jesus, oh no, there is no match. How about you? Have you tasted to see how good the Lord is? If you haven't, and, and maybe you're like, I've tasted and I've got it and it's good, but I've been going through some things and I, I need some prayer. I need the Lord to bring me through this. Oh, honey child, he's with you. And we're going to pray right now. First of all, if you don't know Jesus, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. Now for those that are going through some things and I feel you and I see and I hear it. I can hear you. Um, Lord Jesus, we come to your throne. We glorify you and we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your healing of these the hearts of the people that are broken right now. I thank you, Lord, for encouraging them right now, those who are sick, that are going through things, those that are suffering right now for, for doing the will of God, those who are being alienated, those that are struggling with finances, those who are having problems in their marriage. Whatever it is, Father, you know and you are the sustainer of our lives. You are the bread of life. And I thank you, Lord, for bringing them out of that situation. But Lord, allowing them to go through it in the way you would have them to, because you said you will bring us through it and we will testify about what you have done for us. And I thank you, Lord, for healing, for restoring, and for uplifting and encouraging the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, praise God. I love you all. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries excuse me, dot org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on our website, um, 
tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth about life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, human trafficking awareness, and DIY projects. We thank you all so much for all you do for us, for your donations and your prayers and your support. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.